You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. This is Locked On Hornets, your daily podcast on the Charlotte Hornets and the NBA. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Search your podcast app for Locked On to get podcasts on the NBA, the NFL, and fantasy sports. I'm Doug Branson, in for you today on this Monday. The start of the NBA preseason for the Charlotte Hornets is tonight. We will preview that game in just a moment. Plus, we're going to take you inside the Hornets' open practice that they had on Friday. It was a stellar event for fans, and uh, we've got some video to show you from that, uh, plus much more. And we are live right now on YouTube, so if you are watching us here on YouTube, make sure you check in on the live chat. Let us know what you're thinking what questions you may have as the Hornets get set for their first action against another team. This is a short preseason, so every preseason game is going to count just a little bit extra than maybe it normally would. And it normally, you know, not a lot of weight is put on the preseason normally, uh, but because, you know, it's, it's so different from the regular season. But with a shortened preseason, because the NBA wanted to stretch out the schedule a little bit, Get some more games packed in, there, packed in there. Daniel saying, yo, 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 preseason, baby. Woo. That's how I feel, too. I'm just ready to see the Hornets in uniform facing off against another team, and they will do that tonight at 7.30 on NBA TV against the Boston Celtics. Um, this show is brought to you by SeatGeek. I have the SeatGeek app on my phone, and it's by far the easiest way I've found to shop for tickets I can be anywhere, and with just a few taps, I can instantly find the seats to the sports and concerts that I want to go to. I actually just used it to buy some tickets. You know how much I love the 90s. I just used it to buy some tickets to Brian McKnight and Joe. I like to know, I want to know. Mm, yeah. SeatGeek saves you time and money by searching multiple ticket sites to compare prices and find amazing deals. And to get you the most bang for your buck, SeatGeek grades every ticket based on value to help you immediately find the best seats that are going to fit your budget. Plus, every purchase is fully guaranteed, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Make SeatGeek your go-to app for finding the best deals on every type of ticket, from sports and concerts to comedy and theater. Plus, here's the best part. Our listeners get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code L-O-N-B-A. That's promo code L-O-N-B-A for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Double M15, Mouthman saying, what up to the Nest? That's right. New name for the group, the Nest. I hear somebody on the line, on the Locked On line. Who is that? You know who that is. Oh, my goodness. David, I just, I I love hearing those sweet, soothing sounds from our friends at SeatGeek. So I just wanted to take a second and take that in. Well Well done. Well, thank you. Hey, your connection is a little spotty. Okay. Maybe, maybe dial back in. Good feedback. This will be the third time dialing in. Going to do that now. (laughs) All right. We'll get David uh, in here in just a second. Okay. What are we going to do first? Open practice. Last Friday, the Hornets hosted an open practice at Spectrum Center for fans. The crowd was significantly larger than when the Hornets hosted this event a year ago, which I uh, also attended. And uh, yeah, it was a great event. And the lower bowl looked to be completely full. And the team distributed all of the 15,000 tickets available to them. The Hornets ran drills they led uh, that were led by a mic'd up Steve Clifford. 
They held a three-point contest. Wayne Bacon, the rookie, taking down fellow rookie Malik Monk in that contest. Also defending champion Marvin Williams and statesman Dell Curry, who said in defense of his loss, quote, I'm old. There you go. I wish David were here. I bet he would have some insight into losing some things because we're all getting a little older. The knees are, are feeling a little weaker. Okay, for more, here's the sights and sounds that we collected on a Friday. Yeah, it was fun to see all these people, man, to kind of get out here and interact with them, play some fun games, man, see some of the young guys uh, participate in some of the games. So I've always enjoyed the open practice, man. It's always fun to see fans, definitely. Get the paint, Julian. Get the paint. Get the paint. Get the paint. There you go. Oh, it was great. I mean, the fans were, uh, you know, into it and loud, and I think the guys loved it, and it was uh, – it was uh, great for morale, uh, and I think the guys had fun. We've been working hard. This was a, this was a great changeup for all of us. You know, you could see the guys were tired. We kind of did those drills, usually in practice, those are the dunking drills. But uh, except for the 19 and 20 year olds, there weren't a lot of guys that were going to ha- have enough legs so they could dunk today, but it was still fun. The lower bowl field with, with fans is it's impressive. Uh, I know a lot of the guys was excited. You know, They said in past years um, it wasn't like that for open practice. So to see all the fans who came out today, you know, we're, we're very grateful for that. You know, so. Uh, it means a lot to us. We're excited, and uh, we can't wait to get it going. Good stuff there. Uh, and Locked on Hornets, the podcast, we're taking you inside the Hornets like never before. This is a huge season for us, so uh, stay tuned for more packages like that. And if you want to see the video version, if you're listening right now and you want to see the video version of that, check some of that out on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Locked on Hornets. I'm going to check right now if David is on the line. Is this any better, Doug? Oh my gosh, it sounds it sounds so much better. I'm going to turn you down a little bit, but other than that, you sound great. Is that 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 we have the connection though. We yeah. have the, the yes. capabilities. Yes. Uh, so we I just ran the yeah. the the open practice package, uh, David. I know you've had a chance to check it out. What did you What did you think of of the atmosphere? Are you surprised at the response by fans getting getting down, filling the the lower bowl, and and having a good time? Yes, I'm very surprised, Doug. Pleasantly surprised. I mean, that was an awesome turnout. You saw what the players had to say. I mean, Frank was uh, impressed posting on social media. That was a turnout for an open practice. You can't wait to see, you know, what the real games are like. So I thought that was awesome, man. I was not expecting that, to be honest with you. And uh, it was a great turnout. How was it? I mean, in person, it must have been pretty cool. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, I knew that fans were going to be excited about the team because you acquire Dwight Howard, who is a star in his own right, and you acquire Malik Monk, who I think was, you know, uh, pretty much unanimously, uh, um, uh, you know, accepted as as the right pick and and a pick that people yeah. are excited about and and a guy who can, you know, score a lot of points. I mean, that's that's an exciting pick. So I knew fans would come out, but yeah, I did. Just looking at the turnout from last season. To this season was was right. pretty incredible. Daniel on the chat saying open practice was great. It was my three year old daughter's first Hornets experience, and she had a blast. One of my only critiques was that Clifford being mic'd up felt awkward. I don't know. I thought, oh, <laughs> I, I was, didn't know about this. Yeah, well, so yeah, so uh, they mic'd up Coach Clifford for the practice. So he was just saying, okay, you know, t- all right, go strong, go strong. All right, knock that down. 
clean pass, clean pass, find your target, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> that was that's awesome, but I, I'm 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 sure I get what he's saying because Cliff yeah. I'm sure didn't cater anything to having a mic on. He just went about his normal. Right. Well, that's a th- so that's a thing. He wasn't. I guess he wasn't playing to the crowd at all. He was really treating it, it like, like oh baby, right? Bam! <laughs> no, there was there was none of that going on from Clifford. But at, you know, I think it was it was kind of cool in the sense that you you rarely hear Clifford mic'd up, you know, in that kind yeah. of situation. And you rarely get a glimpse of him. Uh, even the media doesn't because the, the practices are not open to the media. We only come in at the, the very end and get, so we really never see Clifford, you know, kind of in practice action. So it was, it was sort of a neat look at, at his process, even if it was probably, you know, simple and boiled down for, you know, mass consumption, didn't want to give away any state secrets there. Uh, he also said, Daniel also says, seeing Dwight Howard actually attempt and make three-pointers in person was a sight to behold. Cody Zeller, too, David, uh, knocked down a couple whoa, of threes. Whoa, whoa. I'm not breaking any Very news here. I'm not, no, I'm not breaking any news here. This was practice. Let's all practice. Mm. We're talking about uh-huh. practice. We're talking about open oh, practice. Yeah, there we go. Uh, it was nice yeah. to see Dwayne Bacon knocking down three-pointers, by the way. Hit, uh, what, 19 of them the in the three-point contest. Three that's not something, you know, he worked a lot on his shot in college at Florida State. It was not necessarily known as a three-point shooter, more of a guy like a Dwayne Wade who likes to slash, get inside the mid-range and knock stuff down. So, I mean, that could, you know, a lot of people thought that Dwayne Bacon was a steal in the middle of that second round. And maybe that's one reason why, yep. because people were sleeping on his shooting ability. Absolutely, man. It's going to be interesting to look back on that draft because remember when they, they actually traded down right they um mm-hmm. and i yep. believe it was uh was it frank uh frank jackson was the pick frank jackson J- right so i think a lot of people like that and we're excited for that but i really think for what they were looking for bacon fits that mold so, i mean yeah that's gonna be interesting to, to see a playoff because there were some people that were a little uh little, little hot on draft night even after the fortunate malik monk you know uh selection so um i think bacon though he's gonna be exciting if he Doug, if he can give you any of that, just a taste of that three-point, you know, when he gets on the on the floor, they're not going to ask a lot from him. But, I mean, that's certainly good to see. Now, tell me this. It sounded like they could basically shoot from anywhere. So this wasn't like a three-point contest proper format, right? Correct. Yeah, you picked one spot, mm-hmm. essentially, and then they put time okay. on the clock. Okay. Yeah, and so it was Del Curry, Marvin Williams, who won last year, and then the two rookies, Dwayne Bacon, Malik Monk. By the way, good hustle by the Hornets, getting the rookies out there in, in a three-point contest, yeah. getting them out there front and center in an event. Uh, that was fun. And then, yeah, they signed autographs afterwards and uh, shouts to Dwight Howard, who stayed longer than any other player. I tweeted about this. Uh, signed signed autographs until basically uh, everyone was satisfied. You know, someone always misses out, but, he, I mean, he stayed there uh, far longer then, then certainly he had to, and so uh, just another, just another instance of Dwight Howard. And this is not, you know, he's he he's had some some reputation things about with with other players, but I don't think you, anyone has ever yeah. criticized Dwight Howard's interaction with fans. He's always been very fan friendly and uh, mm-hmm. will, willing to kind of joke around with fans and have a good time. So, uh, props to Dwight yeah. Howard there. Are, okay, are you ready to move on to preseason? We did open practice. It's preseason night in America for, or at least in Charlotte, for the Hornets. Are you ready? 
I am so ready for this, Doug. Actual basketball. Let's, let's talk about it a little bit. All right. Tonight at 7.30, the Hornets will face off against the Boston Celtics in Boston. NBA TV will have coverage of the game. That's right. You can see the Hornets play in preseason. This is exciting. This was not a given several years ago. I think the, the league is doing a better job. I think they have all heard our our cries for more preseason action on television because NBA TV has been doing a lot of these uh, a lot of these opening games. Uh, you know, it's it's crazy. People want to see their team after so long. I think mm-hmm. NBA's finally yeah. sort of you know gotten on board with this. So you can see it on NBA TV. You can listen to it on 102.5 WFNZ or the Hornets app. Probable starters for this game are exactly who you would expect. Kimba Walker, Nick Batum, Michael Kidd-Gilchrist, Marvin Williams, and Dwight Howard. At open practice, Clifford called this first preseason game a, quote, glorified practice. Uh, You can expect the starters to get 22 to 23 minutes, somewhere in that range. Try to get them some action, but definitely not going to overdo it with them. David, what will you be watching for tonight in this uh, preseason game? Well, like you said, I mean, I don't think the starters are going to play a ton, but definitely interested to see how that new starting lineup looks. I mean, that's clearly um, one of the more interesting storylines of the season. Of course, the Celtics have had their own storylines this offseason. There's a couple changes up there, so I mean, it'll be interesting to see how that group reacts as well. But yeah, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, Kimball was not there the other practice, but there's no, um, there's no like illness or anything. Like, he, he's good to go. Yeah, he said he was feeling sick, but he feels fine now, and he's good to go for okay. this opening preseason game. Yeah, so so That's all those good. words are good out, news. and of course, I mean. Anything like this, I mean, I, I think the rookies, right? Even the young guys all the way down to some of the uh, the two-way guys, that's kind of fun to see them get a little on-court action uh, in an NBA uniform, NBA you know, league setting. So, I mean, that would be interesting. But like Clifford said, man, this is a glorified practice, especially the first one. So injury-free, I think, is, is the main thing. And you just you want to look like some semblance of a of a organized basketball team at this point. Yeah, maybe not. I, I think I'm expecting a, a sloppy game overall from both sides, both the Boston mm-hmm. and uh, and Charlotte. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about a shorter preseason period. Clifford has been trying to find a balance between getting enough offensive and defensive action stuff into you know this team's head before the season starts while also having enough time, this is the balance part, to be good at something. So you want enough stuff in. But at the same time, you want to be good at, at one or two things, like really good at, at executing those things. So uh, that's been the balance there. I'll also have my eyes on Julian Stone. Hasn't spent all that much time on an NBA roster, spending most of his time with the D-League and the overseas team. Uh, but he will be backing up Kimba Walker uh, tonight uh, with a knee procedure putting Michael Carter-Williams' readiness for the season in doubt, although we have an update on that in a second. Uh, suddenly, Stone's development has become the biggest storyline nobody is really talking about. To Stone's credit, he has one guy on this team impressed, and that's starting shooting guard Nick Batum. He's a big point guard. He really can shoot. He's really crafty with the ball. Can pass. Like great vision too. And we got his size. I mean, the size he has. Him and Michael Carter Williams can be good. Like a Kemba backer because Kemba is small. We all know that. We're joking about it, but. 
that can be like a good difference. There's Nick Batum there at practice yesterday, and then Double M15 saying maybe they will try Monk at the one. Well, I would certainly, David, expect Malik Monk to get some time handling the ball, playing point guard. That's been uh, explicitly uh, expressed uh, by Clifford that uh, they want to try to see see where he's at. And, and then Malik Monk has been saying to anyone that will listen, hey, listen, I played a point guard in high school, like all through high school. I right. had the ball in my hands. And yeah. then at Kentucky, sure. uh, one year at Kentucky, he plays off ball because that's what they needed yeah. him to do. And so yeah. I think Malik Mung, more than anyone, is ready to show that he can handle the ball effectively. Man, preseason can be such a tease, don't you think? Because it's like you're so excited, but then as soon, almost as soon as the game starts in a preseason game, you're ready to get to the regular season, you know? I mean, not as much as the NFL, I think, but it's still like, I mean, you know, once you get going, it's, it's cool to see the guys back out there, but then you want to start the regular season. But yeah, you're right. Uh, Monk, that's going to be interesting because, I mean, we, of course, no summer league. We haven't seen him. Um, so, you know, and he's had some injuries uh, here and there as well. So that'll be something to keep an eye on tonight. Yeah, he's definitely the the probably the player I, I'm most excited just to see in action because, as you just said, we have yeah. not we have not seen him. The king of the crux here on the live chat saying, I'm honestly most excited to see how Kaminsky looks in the second unit with Zeller. If Frank can improve his defense, those two should be rock-solid backups. Yeah, I mean, if, if Frank Kaminsky not only improves his defense, but becomes a more consistent three-point shooter like he was in the second half of last season and an effective offensive player as well as a defensive player, then suddenly I think you got to start talking about the Hornets as having one of the best sort of second unit uh, front courts in the NBA. Uh, so we'll we'll keep an eye on that as well. Thanks for getting involved in this live chat. If you have questions, make sure you're sending them uh, to the live chat or to Twitter at Locked On Hornets. Um, Boston swept Charlotte last season. Uh, they played them four times, lost all four games, unfortunately, and a lot of that had to do with three point shooting. The Boston Celtics shooting over 40% against the Hornets. A lot of teams had success against the Hornets in terms of three-point shooting. So that's another thing I'm watching, David. Now, if Dwight Howard suddenly starts to have an effect on their ability to guard uh, uh, the three-point line, because I'm not really expecting all that much offensively uh, from this game because I I just think it's just very tough to to get ready this quickly. I mean, basically they had, what, five, six days of training camp uh, to get uh, to get mm-hmm. the complex offensive stuff down, I think it's really tough for a preseason game. They're going to be out there getting to know one another. But defensively, maybe we could start to see some things that are going to develop throughout this preseason. And one of them, I hope, is uh, three-point defense. Now, Boston looks a lot different than they did last year. There's no Isaiah Thomas, no Avery Bradley. Avery Bradley uh, torched the Hornets a few times. Over the past couple of years, so no Avery Bradley as well, but they do add Kyrie Irving, who shot over 40% from three, David, and uh, Gordon Hayward, who's not a bad shot either. So uh, yep. this is it's still a team that can light it up from three. It'll be interesting to see how the Hornets' defense reacts to that. Yeah, and I think you're going to see Kyrie getting a lot of those looks that Isaiah Thomas got, right? I mean, he's going to be shooting the ball. He's going to be shooting threes, I would think, more than he did so in Cleveland, so He's going to get those opportunities. That offense kind of generates that for those three-point shooters. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, Dwight Howard mentioned it last week. Picking up the defense has been probably easier than the offense just because it's so similar and it's Cliff running the same thing he did in Orlando. So there is an advantage. I think you have to be on the defensive side of the ball, of course. you got so many guys here that have been in this system 
and like Dwight coming in. So you really only have the young guys who don't have any experience and they're going to be, they're going to be a bit lost anyway. So you want to see some competence on the defensive side from this group because you do have kind of a, you know, more of a veteran, a veteran group, even when you throw in Dwight Howard, like I said, he's, he's run some of this stuff before in Orlando. Can I give you one uh, sneak tip? name that I'm watching off of this Hornets training camp roster. This is a deep cut. May only get, you know, eight, nine minutes against Boston tonight. But a guy that I've been kind of keeping my eye on at the end of these practices and at open practice. Luke? I was going to try and guess. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Luke Petrasek. All right. This guy's a yeah. 6'10 forward, 215 pounds, rookie out of Columbia. Columbia? Not the country. Yeah. Not the country, the no, no. the the like the law school. He's an Ivy Leaguer, um, <laughs> but the reason I'm keeping my eye the on law him, school. well, like yeah, right, Columbia Law School. That's like a thing, right? Yeah. Uh, sure. Okay, so uh, yeah, Luke Petrasek. Uh, keep your eye on him uh, tonight because uh, he's got some ups. That's that's really the the reason I, I've seen him uh, throw a few down at open practice. And uh, really? he's he's really lengthy. Um, I, I think it looks like he's a guy that could run the floor really well. Uh, so, you know, just one of these training camp guys that could that could really impress. I don't really expect him to to be in danger of making the roster or anything, but just a just a name to keep your eye on. I don't know. I, I just wanted to take a flyer because look, it doesn't matter because if it, if I'm right, then I look like a genius, and if he doesn't do anything, then no one's going to remember this. Hopefully, you guys on Mark the li- down. you guys on the live chat, don't hold me to this. <laughs> but Nugaholics out in full force, they will remember this. No, please don't. Uh, but yeah, Luke Petrasek, check it out. I think uh, I think he could uh, show a few things. Yeah, a couple of other guys on this uh, roster: T.J. Williams, Terry Henderson. Uh, who else we got? Uh, uh, Mango Mathiang, who uh, played for the summer league team as well, uh, trying to show out. So just some names to kind of keep an eye on uh, tonight. Some names that you might not know of. And then Marcus Page. Uh, I'm actually interested to see what he does as well because. Again, you've got that injury to Michael Carter Williams. Uh, Marcus Page could be uh, could be an early call up candidate if uh, he's on that two way contract. Could see some time with the Hornets this season. Do have an update on Michael Carter Williams? He will miss the first two preseason games for sure, but uh, they they are looking to get him back into contact uh, fairly soon uh, in, in terms of uh, practice and training camp. And uh, lo- so it looks like more and more that he could, in fact be ready for the season opener. And that's good news for the Charlotte Hornets because uh, depth at point guard will certainly uh, be an issue if Michael Carter-Williams has to miss extended time. Yeah, it's, it's already brutal. Um, I, I started to wonder if they – do you think there was any thought that, that maybe we should have stuck with from the front office or anybody in there, like the backup situation from last year? Because, I mean, they could have done that, I guess. I just don't know. It's – Talent-wise or backup-wise, I'm not sure it's that big of a of a change. But I mean, just being healthy, I mean, it is one thing. Well, I I, th- uh, I think I think it is I think it is a change from this perspective. And you heard Batum talk about it a little bit in that bite well, that I played. Size. That size and also Julian Stone yeah. and his physicality. And I think Michael Carter Williams same way on defense, very handsy, very physical player. And and that pairs well with with Kimball Walker. I mean, you want to throw so Kimball Walker is going to destroy you with his offense. Very very good defensive player as well, especially in the pick and roll. Kind of an underrated pick and roll player or defensive player. Kimball Walker is, but but Kimball Walker is going to shock you with his offense. And I think they really need some players behind Kimball Walker. Pair well with him size wise, but also when Kimba's out, 
they they can hold the they they can hold the line defensively. I think that was really important and something that that kind of killed them yeah. last year on that second unit. So Michael Carter Williams and Julian Stone both upgrades in that respect. Yeah, a new look. I guess you're right. I mean, they had rode that they they had rode with Kemba for a while, and I approved this message. Yes, you do. Yeah, that makes sense. But uh, they got to get them healthy. All right, before we embark on the preseason, we have one last season preview for you. This one with Adam Chen of BaselineBuzz.com, at BaselineBuzz on Twitter. He's trying to decide which player will be the X factor required not just to help Kimball Walker get this team back to the playoffs, but actually win a playoff series. You've got to have that, that X factor. This mm-hmm. Someone has got that high variance who can take this team to the next level so they can get past this first round you know, ceiling, Great. moving to the second round. You mentioned it a couple times in previous podcasts. You think this is a second round team. Is that where you're at? Certainly. Okay. I, they, I think they, yeah, I think that's got to be the goal. Okay. And so if we're looking at then what's their ultimate ceiling. So, see, I think if things break right and if, a, if Trader Cho can make that. So let's say that they're like, they're 10, 15 games above 500 by the trade deadline. They're mm-hmm. looking like a legit team, mm-hmm. right? Trader Cho is is looking at the landscape, can make a, like that that one trade, mm-hmm. right, that can get them to the next level. If the way that the seedings fall right, I mean, if it can get them, like say they play Toronto, right? Yeah. Toronto, obviously, they have problems in the playoffs. And the, if they play Toronto in the second round, I can see the ceiling for this team to be something more like a conference finals team, which would be the first time in the history of Charlotte NBA hoops. Yeah. No Charlotte Hornet slash Bobcat team has ever made the conference finals, right? That could be this year. And when Steve Clifford says that um, we have we should have zero expectations or, or, or ceilings for this team, you know? Right. Um, we, should, we should have all the expectations, rather. Uh, that's what I see. Like, yeah. I could see Cleveland, Charlotte in the conference finals. I could see Boston, if their season goes better than I expect, versus Charlotte in the conference finals, if the seedings fall. Well, and, and and you wonder how much they're looking at a team like Portland and going, if we can put enough pieces together to be attractive. I mean, they were in the they were sort of in that running for the Carmelo Anthony trade, right? And that's insane. Portland's a, a, a fairly small market that has had little uh, playoff hopes or playoff successes in the past few years, and they were in they were kind of in contention for Carmelo Anthony. So if Charlotte, I, I think, could mirror that and 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 get some exciting pieces in here, have have a little bit more playoff success in the East mm-hmm. than Portland could achieve in the West, and then all of a sudden you're in con. That's the thing. I think there's there's one goal which is to win playoff series because that uh-huh. brings the casual fans back, right? The hope of an Eastern Conference yep. playoff or an Eastern Conference Finals berth will bring fans back. But I think there's also this sub subconscious goal of getting into conversations, getting into rooms with players that you had no business being in yep. several years prior. And I think the Monk draft pick, if, if that pops, if that hits in the way that they hope that it does. Then that could very well be a be something we're talking about two three years from now. Oh yeah, yeah. And All right, hey, let's. Let, I, I don't want to stay on Monk too long. Can I do one last yes. Monk bit? Okay, one last Monk thing. It's it's a fake trade involving Monk. Okay, if this doesn't if this doesn't quite work out the way it wants, and he really says I want to go to New York, I put it on Twitter a couple I of days ago. I don't even want to think. You about ready? It. You ready? Here's my fake trade. Oh gosh, Malik Monk, Kaminsky, and Michael Kidd Gilchrist go to the Knicks. For Kristaps Porzingis and Courtney Lee, 
I'm gonna. I'm that gonna team ha- wins. That team is conference finals material. I'm gonna hack this guy's computer and put an ad. It's gonna be an ad blocker, but it just blocks ESPN Trade Machine. Oh that's, come on, he that's can't the even best, access that's anymore. That's the best fake trade of all time. <laughs> Who says no? I mean, come on. All right, I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the Dwight card away from you. I'm going to take the Malik Monk card away from you and ask you this: uh, Which player do you think by the end of the season we are going to have a drastically different opinion of than we do at this moment. Ooh. No Dwight, no Dwight, no Monk. I'm taking those away from you. This is a good question. Uh, So this could be a negative opinion as well as a positive one, right? Yeah, different. What are we, are we going to have a different opinion of at the end of the season? Okay, so let's get our candidates here. Let's get all of our our, uh, candidates for this award. It's going to be either Lamb because of what he's done this preseason, right? The, 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 the rumors coming out that he's looks, he looks awesome. Okay. It's lamb. Uh, Kaminsky. Kaminsky's always going to be on that list. This is a critical um, third year for, is, for yeah, the big man. Well, I mean, yeah, there's a chance they could, yeah, this could be one of his, I mean, he's looking for a big payday next year. So yeah, the year after meaning right. early extension. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, oh man, I hate to say it cause I love the guy, man. Uh, honestly, my, my, I know what this is. I know what this is already. Okay. It's it's Michael Kidd-Gilchrist, and it could go either way. That's only five minutes of a wide-ranging interview that touched on just about every aspect of the Charlotte Hornets. We've got the entire thing, about a half hour of great uh, Hornets analysis from Adam Chen on our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash L-O-H. All right, preseason tonight, it begins 7.30 on NBA TV against the Boston Celtics, and we will be doing our first uh, our first post-game show. This is going to be kind of a test whoa, whoa, whoa. run. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. Uh, it's for our Patreon. Yeah, it's going to be still in beta until it'll be preseason for us as well, but it's exclusively for our Patreon uh, subscribers, members of the nest, our buzz maniacs. If you want to get signed up, it's, <laughs> uh, if you want to get signed up, it's only, it starts at a dollar a month. And I tell you what, if you sign up for the, so the post game shows in the regular season are going to be for our uh, $5 members, but for the preseason, we're going to open it up for everybody. So the, the $1 members can get that uh, preseason and check out what those post Postgame shows are going to look like. So sign up today, patreon.com forward slash LOH. Every dollar that you contribute to the show goes into making this show better, into the equipment, uh, into the services that we use to uh, give you an insider's look at the Charlotte Hornets. We're doing it better than we ever have before, and it's all thanks to your support, uh, both in listening to us, but also on Patreon as well. That will do it for us here on Locked On Hornets. Make sure you're checking out Locked On Panthers as well. The Locked On Network has your teams covered every day. Uh, Just go to your favorite podcast app and search Locked On to find podcasts on the NBA, the NFL, golf, and uh, fantasy sports. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets. We're going to pick up our live tweeting We do that every season, and we're doing it this season as well, so we'll pick that up tonight uh, for this preseason game. And subscribe to us on iTunes, Overcast, whatever you use to get your podcast. Just search Locked on Hornets and tell somebody the season is about to begin, and we want as many hardcore Hornets fans, as many buzzamaniacs, in on this podcast as possible. So make sure you're telling somebody about Locked On Hornets and shoot us your Hornets questions and thoughts to buzzbuzz at lockedonhornets.com. Thanks to everyone who was watching on the live show, Double M15, the King of Crux, Daniel. Thanks for chatting. For David, I'm Doug. Go Hornets. Go America. Let's, uh, let's beat those Celtics. 
Let's Swarm Charlotte.